Welcome everyone to God be the glory. And I say that again and again, because with me, Dr. Jane Marquis and Roy Colan, and with all the viewers, we really would like to welcome back Dr. Carrie Madej. And thank you so much for coming back to us, coming back to all the audience and all your supporters and continuing the fight. It's miraculous that you are here and we were really concerned and worried and we send out prayers for you. So I would say again that eternal reverence, joy and gratitude for the unceasing love of mercy of the one most source divine. We'd like to thank you that we're all here together and we have to continue because there's a lot of things that we needed to do. So doctor, for those who may be the first time that you know Dr. Carrie Madej or listening to her. She, I just want to vouch and trust and trust the process that she has gone through regular training, medical, you know, the good science education in the standard Western medicine, as well as in other kinds of medicine that she herself dove into. And as a nurse, I've met before some doctors who don't even go to conferences anymore. But Dr. Made is that type who she did not just end up her education in the College of Medicine in regular ways, but she continued and continued and even went into uh, charitable works and really bond with people and uh, people in Dominican Republic, and I'm sure in many other situations. So we welcome back Dr. Carrie Madej. And if that's okay, Carrie, it's, it's think it's important that people hear again, what, how did you thrive and make it and what really happened when you had that crash? Because many people are still so scared. And there were many times when I heard your story, you heard you said many no, many no to this, no to that, even mm -hmm. while the plane was crashing. Yeah. So please take it. Um, so yes, so that was um, on June 26th. I um, was a passenger in a small plane, some a plane similar to a Cessna, and we were flying from, from Florida to Georgia, the state just north of us. And everything was fine until seven miles outside of the airport and the engine started to have trouble in the plane. So the pilot called air traffic control and they told us to turn around, completely around and go to another airport much farther away, which I don't know, I'm not a pilot, didn't make sense to me, but it, the chaos you know, wasn't my place to interrupt. I'm not a pilot. And so we, we turned around and um, that moment I put my right hand on the plane, my left on the side, my left hand on the, the ceiling, and I started praying with everything in my being. And um, what seemed like eternity, we eventually made it to close to the other airport, which is a miracle in and of itself. Now, in the whole time, the plane is just shaking in the air, barely staying up in the air. Um, so it's a lot of time to think and to talk to God and, and, and pray. And so during that time, um, 
when I was praying, actually saw envisioned two big hands, one under the plane, one on top of the plane and wings surrounding the plane. I knew it was his will. We were in his hands, literally. And also I remembered because I was retelling the story the day before to my friends, I told them that 25 years ago, God told me, he said, you won't die in a plane crash. That's not how you will leave this world. So of course I remembered that. And then I remembered, well, he didn't say I wasn't going to actually be in the crash, meaning the crash was likely to happen. I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt. Um, but having the, having that memory of that message from God so long ago, I had a, a, a piece about it, right? And so um, all of a sudden, getting you could see the runway of the other airport, and then the engine completely stopped. The RPMs went to zero in a millisecond. And at that time, the plane did not glide anymore. It started to go free fall drop. And I was like, that's not supposed to happen. And the pilot said, I don't think that's supposed to happen either. Um, so we were, we started from 8,000 feet altitude, went to 5,000 is when the trouble started. And then between 2,000 and 3,000 feet is when the free fall drop started. That's all high up in the air. And at that time, um, for whatever reason, there's a patch of trees, woods, and the pilot said, we have to go there. It's okay. I'm like the trees. And so that's where we started to drop into the trees. We came from the top. We didn't come from the side because we came from a drop. And um, there happened to be a clearing and the trees, people are cutting the trees down. So a little, little path. And so the the pine or pine trees, they started to go into the windshield. So it was impossible to see as we we're going into them. Somehow God helped the pilot guide the plane because there's no visual. And so somehow the plane went mostly through the loggers trail and then it made impact about 15 feet before the big tree started. So that was a miraculous in and of itself. And um, when you know, when we were about to crash, he said, we're about to crash. I said, okay, there's a weird piece about it. So there was a, like a bomb went off all your senses. I mean, it couldn't hear, couldn't see at first and, and um, trying to breathe. It took a while to breathe and the pilot lost consciousness. There's a lot of head trauma. And right before the impact though, a voice told me, I think it was God saying, turn your head. So I turned my head. If I hadn't have turned my head, my face would have been a disaster so that was that was amazing so of course when i finally figured out that i was alive i didn't know i was alive at first i'm like am i alive this is shock and i realized i was in my body i felt pain okay i'm alive and i started to go to doctor mode triaging my leg was the worst um, because it was the foot was turned 120 degrees the opposite direct direction and so i knew i needed to get the pressure off because the bones were um, could easily break through the skin and then i could bleed out so i pulled myself out of the plane I opened the door and got my body on the wing and kept my foot in the cockpit and then um the you know, pilot regained consciousness i had to reorient him and then waiting for the you know the, the sirens because the air traffic control they knew we were crashing there's supposed to be a locator on the plane. 
Evidently, the locator didn't work and the air traffic controller never told 911 we were crashing. So nobody knew we crashed because there's no smoke and we came from the top, not from the side. And when I figured that out, then able to find a phone, uh, called 911, and um, they said they had help on the way. However, 15 minutes or more go by and no sirens. And I figured out, I said, I think you're lying to us. I don't, I think that you don't know where we're at. And she said, you're right. We don't know where you're at. And just so you know, in the movies, you know, when you're using a cell phone, usually what, within three, five minutes, they know your location. Evidently, that's only in the big cities. So if you're not in a big city, that's not how that works. So everybody should know this, that on our phones, you can pin your location. And everybody, if you don't know that, you should learn that. That could save your life. It saved our lives. So I told the, uh, the dispatch, they didn't have any ideas. They said, well, I'm going to pin our location that she had to hang up because I couldn't do it. So I pinned our location to a family member of the pilot and air traffic, I'm sorry, a dispatch called this person and was able to contact them. So they had, a, they had kind of where we're at. So I could hear the sirens in the distance, but then they stopped. And then the dispatch said, well, the problem is you're in the woods and nobody knows where you're at. They have 20 units and nobody can figure it out. So they said, uh, you're going to have to scream as loud as you've ever screamed before for them to really find you. And so at that time, it was about an hour or more. It was a very hot day. It was so hot, I was getting burns on my back through the, the, my shirt because the, the heat on the, the metal. So it was quite hot. We were going into shock and dehydrated. And I was weak. But when she told me that, God instantly gave me this voice of a lion and I had power and I could scream loud. I didn't even need to take a breath and I screamed and screamed. It was so loud. Um, and then finally a sheriff with a megaphone could find us. And um, he even said without the pin and without screaming like that, he said, we would never have found you. We would have, we would have been dead for sure by the time someone figured out where we were at. Um, and so I, I attribute that to God's intervention, of course, right? And um, they had to cut down trees to get to us. A farmer had to come initially with his something called a bush hog and put us on there and to get us to the ambulance and then air backed us with a helicopter to the trauma unit. So those were many miracles. Um, the my leg was so bad, the paramedics were throwing up and dry heaving. They couldn't stand the sight of my leg. It looked quite bad. So it's a miracle that I'm doing as well as I'm doing. When I got to the trauma unit, um, they thought I was going to be paralyzed. So they put me on all the, the protocol. And the second I heard them say that, I, in my mind, said, I didn't survive this just to be paralyzed. So that will not happen. That's not my story. That's not going to, I was so determined. It was not, there's not even a doubt in my mind. I mean, that's the power of our mind is, is underestimated very much so. So that was in my mind. And then of course I get to the intensive care unit and then um, about two, three hours later, the same doctors came into the room and they said, well, we don't know what happened. We looked at your same scans. They didn't do new scans. They just looked at the same ones. And they said, and I guess we all looked at them wrong. 
you're not going to be paralyzed. It's clear. You're fine. So, but also at that time, a lot of people were praying. They found out. So I think uh, true that to prayers and, and God intervening. Um, and then the, the surgery, I, you know, had to have plates and pins in the leg. And they were able to do that with one surgery, which was a miracle. But after the surgery, I had this amazing supernatural healing. I had this feeling and it was almost, I could almost see it. It was so powerful. This um, electric blue, like fiery, that's how I describe it, pleasing feeling in my leg. And, and after the surgery, I never had pain in my leg, believe it or not. My, my leg was literally crushed into pieces and twisted. So that's, oh, that's a miracle in itself right there. I had, you know, other broken bones, five vertebral fractures and some little chips on my rib and my orb, my around my eye, the base of my skull and my hand was broken. But I healed pretty fast as far as considering that and the impact of being thrown. The pilot recovered too, recovering. Um, so I had a lot of people helping me. It takes a village because I couldn't move at first to move around was. Uh, just to roll was impossible. So now I'm walking uh, my two legs. I don't need crutches. And, um, you know, I may need one more surgery to get the plates out. But it's a miracle that pretty much I'm like this. And my mind is still, you know, sharp. I never lost consciousness through any of it. Um, the, the seat, you know, of course, the plane is total. The seats broke open the, from the impact. So they can take a lot of G's. So that just shows you the impact was extraordinary. And, you know, it shows a lot about our human body, the potential for it to heal. My bones healed very fast. Um, and the power of prayer, the power of our mind. And, you know, when you really believe it with your whole being, I could feel the prayers when even people would touch the so laying out of hands. It's a real thing. You know, I could feel the healing that went through my body from that. So yeah, that was, was a lesson on many things. Um, also it opened the door for some, for people to understand some new technologies that we can use in our benefit. And that would be um, using frequencies, of course, you know, in, um, Christian beliefs, a lot of them have been conditioned to think the word frequency is bad. And, you know, you can twist anything you want to into good or bad. You can take bad into the occult, of course. That's not what we're talking about. It's it's using our body is, is a, we have frequency and it's using technologies or to, even machines that help augment, that help balance that out. So I use something called a Juvent plate that can reverse osteoporosis, build bone, it was helping me even within a day, just even stand upright. It was pretty amazing. Um, the Beamer paddle uses pulsed electromagnetic frequencies. It's helped tremendously with my healing. I didn't need any prescription pain meds, you know, within a few days after my discharge from the hospital. So nothing, just, which is pretty amazing. And, um, you know, just uh, the power of people being around. So that's, it just, uh, if these are things that people need to know that are accessible without hospitals or doctors that can help us heal and it's opening the door for a new paradigm of how we can heal that it's not just that's about exactly the surgery. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Th thank you for sharing that. And that's why I wanted people to hear that first and foremost, because they usually think that that's the only source of any kind of medication or intervention is from what they know now. But so there, people are scared, scared, scared. And then they forget that, as you said, and I would like to add that the number one is our relationship to God, to the source is a priority. Everything else does not matter. That's number one, because in that time when you were at that, you know, if you didn't have that relationship, I don't think you can even think and say, remember what what was told to you 25 years ago. So and then bringing back to that, that the power of our body when put together in alignment or what we call in the eternal life um, learning is if we are at one at one minute with the source, then everything will come together. Yeah. And and um, do, do um if do you have a favorite or right now the oh, oh it's also interesting, Doctor um Carrie Maday Carrie. Let me just call it Carrie. It's, it's a beautiful five. name by the way. <laughs> your specialty is osteopathy, and mm -hmm. it's like the situation that you were put into is like in the eternal life learning you we call that an upgrade you had an upgrade to the umph degree because you yourself experience the healing that, and now it's now you're extreme you were powerful then but you're now your superpower to share to people so yeah. i thank you again and i can't really i, I was always so when that happens let me not bother her her and just send her prayers and when after a year or so let me see if she's okay so uh, you look great and thank you and i'll pass it on to roy okay thank you okay. thanks chris hi carrie hello uh, just for first of all i just see a comment coming in from one of the listeners sharon pattenberg so happy you survived and you're doing great you are very important to this world so i concur with what she's just written so I I know you're actually doing a lot of different things, but I seen you kind of examining what's inside in the vax with microscopes. So you might mm -hmm. kind of touch on on that for those that don't know. Yes, um, for some time in the beginning of this pandemic, I was telling people my knowledge about what the ingredients were in the injections, what they meant, what they could do to us. And of course, at some point I thought, well, you know, these people that are in charge of these programs, they're known to be liars. And how do we know, just because they're telling us they're putting it inside the vials, how do we know it's really there? We have to actually see it. So I was able to get some vials um, from Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson from three different states in the United States on three or four different occasions. So these were many different batches and lots. And I looked at them um, really simply. I looked at them with a compound microscope like you would have in college. So nothing fancy, not like most people have. They have uh, higher tech equipment and they look at everything um, higher powered. This is, this is kind of looking at it, I'd say, from a bird's eye view. So I didn't really expect to see much, but I wanted to look, right? And I also did something different. I let, when the vials came, I took um, one or two drops, put it on the slide, which was clean. 
and I let it sit there with the, the, the cover slip on top for hours. So it was warming to room temperature and white light was hitting it. And as that happened, although it looked almost clear at first, color started to appear over time. I didn't know that was possible. And actually talking to some genetic and nanotech engineers, they told me, well, that's typical of something called superconducting material. So it'll be, it will be initially translucent until white light hits it. And that's so that it can be located, identified. And so what I saw were colorful ribbons. Um, there would be nano carbon tubules. Also many times iridescent flakes, those are called silicon wafers. They can be piled on top of one another and then form what we consider a chip inside the host. Um, I saw sometimes a, a thick gel, gelatinous goo inside there. Many times a delivery disc. So it's a round donut looking disc. Of course, everybody said, oh, I'm looking at air bubbles. They're not air bubbles. I have plenty of videos and photos. It's, it's irrefutable. They're payload delivery devices. You can see it because you'll see that these are truly synthetic discs. And as they are observed over time, they will open wider, wider, wider. They'll thin out and then extrude whatever materials inside of them. Who knows what is inside of them? So here we have payloads, which they're denying that are in the vials, but it's obvious. And I'm not the only one who's seen that. Um, and then, of course, the most shocking thing that I could not expect to see and did not expect to see were evidence in some of the batches, at least with Moderna and Pfizer, in some of their batches, they have what looks like water parasites. And that was not even my consciousness that I could even see that. Um, it was in more than one batch, more than one time, not all of them, just some. And when I looked into why could, how did this happen? Why would somebody even want that in there? I realized that the transhumanist movement, the transhumanist groups really like that. They, they love this organism for many reason, reasons. And that's, that above and beyond everything else, that's what uh, motivated me to show my images to anybody that wanted to see them. Even knowing when I did it at the time, it was suicide uh, as far as professionally, as far as for my personal reputation, as far as my relationship with family and friends who got the shot. I knew that I would risk all of that, but it was so important and I prayed and I sat on the information for at least six weeks or more. And then one morning it was like, God said, okay, today's the day. So I'm like, all right. So I called up a couple places and I said, I want to show these images. And then um, I'm so glad I did that because the images are powerful and it got a lot of people that um, normally may not have listened to stop and to look more into it. So that was my point is, you know, I don't care what you think these are, it's wrong and it's experimental and it's sloppy. Every vial is different than another. This isn't science. This isn't medicine. This is, um, these are war crimes. And so at least any way possible, we can reach people and warn them of what is going on with these things. Absolutely. And I mean, now we're seeing all the side effects. Like I personally know a lot of people that have died. They've got strokes. I mean, from you being a doctor, what have you seen? 
you know, a lot of people, they get ejected. They don't come around me, so I don't get to examine them. And it's, it's kind of a shame because I learn by patterns and I can't really get a pattern if I don't see very many people. But from, you know, some things that I know and, and peripherally that I've known, um, I'm not surprised by the amount of blood clotting because we're putting synthetic materials inside of people, of course, right? And these are inflammatory. So this is going to cause those kinds of reactions. We knew that it was going to cause fertility issues because of the way it's designed. It's designed for infertility. It goes to the ovaries and the testes, chromosome eight. Um, and I knew that for me, knowing the biotech side, knowing the meetings I went to, that really what they're trying to do is get this technology to meld with the human nervous system. And it's to, in their minds, they would like to make at least some people into hybrids, cyborgs. I know it sounds sci-fi, but they've had technology that none of us knew about for decades. And so this is why it sounds so impossible, but you have to understand that the technology has been hidden from us, the people, they've had it and they've tested it out on small groups of people. So with this technology, I knew that it would go to the neurologic system of people, whether or not it's successful is, you know, um, it does hurt people. Obviously we've seen that. What will it do if it's successful is maybe the more frightening thing to me. Um, if it progresses now, they can't do it all in one shot because it'll kill the person. We see that in the very beginning. Remember the people just dropped to the floor, right? When they got the shot, they put too much of the, um, the hydrogel kind of material. It's a big uh, category for what's in there. So too much of that will cause an anaphylactic shock. So they backed off on that ingredient. They've changed over time. So that didn't happen. And so they need a lot more shots. So they doing is getting a little bit in, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more if you're tolerating it. And most people don't tolerate it, we see that. But the people that do tolerate it, you have to understand what is their end game. Their end game is to make people into, that they're called cyborgs, part human, part synthetic. And you really, people have to, to understand that's what they're doing. All the ingredients are there, it's seen with our visible eyes and just look at what they're telling us they want to do. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really, concerned about the children that are being born that have been exposed to this and they're surviving. Um, I, my personally, my personal opinion that these technologies were really um, geared for and targeting the young ones, the little kids and the babies, because it's easier to meld that technology with their nervous system since they're still developing. And so, like, yeah. Especially with during the lockdown, everybody was told not to work but yet all the 5g was going everywhere mm -hmm. and if you look where it is i mean i constantly i'm conscious it's on all the schools and on all the hospitals and i'm convinced they, they i mean we mentioned frequency at the start everything's a frequency and they, a frequency can, they, they can put out a certain like they were doing war weapons in northern ireland using this yeah. they can like people don't realize it but this is this is confirmed people can turn yeah. on a certain frequency and I'm convinced they can do that. They can, you know, like they have, they've got a document in the okay. government saying for zombies, is that what they're talking about? I mean, the fact that that actually exists is even frightening in itself. Well, the thing is we need to always remember we are bodies. Yes. But we're minds. Mind to me is soul. And then we're spirit. Spirit is higher than a soul, right? We're all three. 
if you really have all three and you are connected to all three because you understand who you are and what you are and you are with our Father Creator, then these things do not affect you at all. Like the person, unlike the person who is not does anything someone else tells them, they're not really in control of their mind, and they certainly don't have any connection with with their Creator, right? Those are the targets they have. That's why they're trying to uh, disrupt the family unity. They're trying to have you to have no gender. See, all of this is for a purpose, is to get you to not think that you're anything, to not have any identity because it makes you weak. And so these technologies are easier to work on you. That's the end game. And so that's why this onslaught of psychological warfare, because the thing is, none of, none of the things can work because if we understand who and what we are, game over for them, right? And to know that the love frequency, which God is love, negates all the other negative frequencies out there. And, you know, of course, scripture says this, but of course, the science, good science proves this as well. And so it's a frequency war. It's a war of the minds and it's a, a spiritual battle going on. But if we remember that how we are created and who we are created by, that is the most important thing that that's the most important thing of all. And to know that together, you know, coming together, that is very powerful as well. So I, I know that. I know what I will do. I know what I will fight for and what is worth dying for. Because if you understand that, then you get this fearlessness in you. And, um, and you know that being in other countries, it's, you understand what's at stake more than the people in the United States do, which is sad. They don't understand that. Um, but I have this faith and hope and love. I'll tell people that all the time. They're so strange because I know a lot of dark things. I was given that knowledge. And yet I still have this amazing, you know, love, faith, and hope, and it comes from God. And it's him saying, remember, remember who I am. You can change anything like that. Remember who you all are and to not get sucked into that fear. So I, I still have that. That's why I do this. Beautiful, beautiful. And for those, because I think everybody's got some loved one that actually did go away and get a few of the jabs is it something that they have to find their inner love and inner or is there actually systems of people that they can kind of detox them well just know that it's a cumulative effect so if you've gotten any just stop now and i tell people this all the time i have seen the power of prayer and repentance meaning you're not going to do anymore prayer is pretty powerful i've seen blood change with that and also know that it's, you know, from a physical standpoint, detoxing from uh, with zeolite clay, there's one with, that's a very small particle from touchstone that's, that's shown in research to work under electron microscopy. It's pulling out the graphene from the blood. So that's, that's powerful. It's the mechanic kind of ash stuff. Is that that one? Because Yeah, it's similar yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah no, I've mm -hmm. seen that. Yeah, I've heard it's supposed to be very good for parasites as well. Yeah. And, you know, also, everything, okay, the glue that holds this together is that hydrogel inside the person as well as the 5G on the outside. So do what you can to bring down how much 5G EMF radio frequency you're getting. So there are many ways you can do it. Shut your Wi-Fi off at night. Don't put your phone by the head of bed. But for me, what's helped me too is there's, um, I, this is never, don't wear smart watches. They're bad. This is not a watch. This is a product called from emfsol.com. And 
for me, it's the only one that's worked. And it actually calms down the subatomic chaos in the body because these bad frequencies disrupt us and cause this chaotic frequency. Of course, then the body, the cells can't go the right places. The immune system doesn't work. So this calms it down to more um, homeostasis. So it's actually using natural materials and it helps to protect the bad effects of these negative frequencies. So I have things that protect in my bedroom when I'm sleeping, of course, on my phone. And this product's worked for me uh, very well. So I use that, but also I'm cautious on where I am and what I'm doing, grounding myself. That helps a tremendous amount. Um, you know, making sure that you're detoxing from heavy metals because that's another component that makes this work. These things, our bodies can degrade them over time. That's another thing to know. So nothing is impossible, but you cannot continue to accept this technology or there's some point that you can't make it reverse. Um, there are things, think about it, because if something is biologic and synthetic, the synthetic part, you can wipe a program, right? So again, this is uh, where light and frequency can come into play with different technologies. There's a couple of people doing some things in the US that are being quiet because it's not the time now because um, we have to protect them. Anyhow, just never lose hope. The point is do not conform anymore and to, of course, physically detox your body. Um, I just tell people there's always hope, of course. Excellent. And I know just from listening to some of your shows, you kind of tell people do do their own research. And like from what I, I've learned is it depends if you're going, I tell people straight away, keep away from Google. If you're going on Brave, it depends on the question you ask. Like mm -hmm. if you ask, is 5G safe? It kind of shows you that it is. Whereas if you say, why is it not safe? And I'm just curious because you tell people do their own kind of research, how how they do, because there's people fighting within the families because of all the, it, all well, the things we've discussed today. So, well, for me, good research is, I want to listen to anybody. I've always been like that because I'm not afraid to listen to someone else's opinion. Okay, show me your research. And I'm like, and I've always keep an open mind. And when I see, show me your research. So. When you look at all the research and you see it from what the other side is right now, telling people to get the shots and safe, you see their research to me, it's, it's pathetic. You know, if you're looking at it, um, you just have to really take the time to look at both sides and see what both sides are presenting. It does. It's not, um, it's not something that's easy or fast. It takes you to some time to really look at it and then look at, so then maybe you don't understand all the science that wasn't your background. Okay. Well, look at the data, the real data coming from the governments, the go our own governments, <laughs> you know, 40,000 deaths directly from the shot that's justified, you know, 800% more miscarriages with the shot. That's just, a, that's, that's actually conservative measurement or, or numbers, 1.5 million adverse events, you know, and then if you don't know if that's a normal or abnormal number, because you don't understand, you know, if that's okay to accept, at least in the United States, I tell people the last time they pulled a vaccine off the shelves because it was bad for people, we had only 25 to 35 deaths directly from the vaccine. We're up to 40,000. So that means something is wrong if we considered that enough to pull it off. And here we are with that. So I tell people, if you want to look at the science, look at both sides. I'm not afraid of anyone questioning. When people ask me at the interviews, they're like, there's something that we can't ask you. I said, 
you can ask me anything. I'm going to tell you what I think, right? I don't care. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anyone asking me a question because the truth doesn't mind to be questioned, does it? Only a lie does because the lie falls apart. So when someone's very angry at you for tell, asking a question, that should put your antenna up. Um, and just look at, or look at this, look at why are people being forced? If it's so good, it should stand on its own merits. And let's say you agree with all of those shots. You are an adult. That's lovely. Then you need to look at human rights and protect human rights above all cost and know that these are violating human rights on so many levels. And that is something for me worth dying for, of course. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you very much, Carrie. I'll pass you on to Jane. Hi, Dr. Carrie. So lovely to talk. Um, where to start? My mind immediately goes to, you know, the transhuman agenda, which is pretty dark. And, and, you know, I don't remember signing up for this or giving them permission, you know. And so the lack of, of you know, clarity in what is in these vaccines, nobody you know, I don't think anyone signed up for this. So how do they get yeah. away with that? And who, who do you yeah. think is behind that kind of agenda? Well, it's a great question. And I can just, God has given me divine appointments to get the knowledge I have now. And because I didn't search for it necessarily. So he put me in unique positions where I actually, sometimes I met with people that, believed with all of their soul, they believe that they're above the rest of us. They believe that they're something called a controller. We're controlled. Sometimes they might come from family lineages. Sometimes they were just can, you know, brainwashed in the tech industry. Um, sometimes you're just, you know, they're just psychopaths, you know, without acting like a human without a conscious or empathy and wanting to control others. And these people, you know, you always have those in history, but there's many of them now. They actually believe that, okay, let me back up. All of them have something in common. They don't believe in God creating everything. They either believe like an evolution or they believe that they can be a God. They're promised that or that they can create a God out of AI. And so they believe that they're on the right side of history. And that they're going to be, they're promised all these things. So a lot of them are minions and they are, they're lost. They're lost without a connection with God. I feel sorry for them. And so everybody wants to belong, right? So this is the way they belong in a very dysfunctional way. And um, it's a very cold way too. So they believe, you know, if you don't believe in God, you get scared. A person does. They don't want to die. But what if someone could told you you could live eternally? Well, that sounds good. But they don't know that we can move our father greater. What if someone tells you that you could get more connect? You can belong. You can have, in a way, love, this connectedness. They have a dysfunctional way of looking at love. This is their way of feeling um, important power. It's To me, when I'm looking at them, they're all reaching for what they could have if they had a connection with God, but they don't. So, and I also believe this, that this technology, when you're literally looking at it, is beyond human ability. This is not, it goes outside, it's a quantum leap from us. 
So where does it come from? Um, I do believe in the entire Bible. I believe everything is historical and we have a lot of um, archeological evidence to prove that, that there are other beings that aren't like us humans. We have DNA to prove that too, by the way, DNA samples. So what are those other things? You can call them aliens, you can call them fallen angels, you could fall, call them all kinds of things. So I think it's important to know that if you're trying to rationalize with some, what you call people, you think they could come to the same conclusion as you because you have a heart and you have empathy and you don't want people to die. They don't, they don't think like us. They're very cold, their eyes aren't like us. I always say that their heart is not like us. Um, what is that? Is that just being a psychopath? Is that something else? I'm not sure, but I think we need to understand this is a spiritual warfare and that there are people, uh, beings out there that thrive on death and pain and suffering. That's not us. And unfortunately, they're in positions of power and they have influence, but they only have that because we are consenting. And they only have that because we as a collective are agreeing with them and following and complying. So the, the easy kind of secret is we stop. <laughs> we stop doing it. And that's so powerful. And we say no. These things are so powerful, people don't really understand it. Um, this is a big learning lesson for all of us. Um, but I just want people to know that even if you look at human beings through history, there are family lineages that believe in genocide, they believe in eugenics, and, they and they're still in power like the Gates family, right? If you look at these Fauci, et cetera. Fauci's family crest, do you know this? You know, uh, Anthony Fauci, his maternal family crest, I have it, it's proven this is his, has a serpent eating a little, like it looks like a little child in the mouth. That's his, and his family's, his mother's name is A-B-I-S, abyss like the abyss. You can't make this stuff up. Um, look at their backgrounds. They'll tell you who they serve. Look at their backgrounds. They'll tell you who they worship. Um, none of them worship our father creator that are doing this. So this is why it's a spiritual battle. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting times we live in because we're becoming aware of this dark side that, I mean, 20 years ago, you would think of, you know, you'd maybe hear of it in the Bible, but now it's, it's coming forward and we just, we need to be aware that this exists and it's a very real thing on our planet. And, yep. Yeah. And they do know how to mind control and they know exactly what they're doing. So I love your comments about how powerful the mind is. And as soon as this broke out, I started a podcast that would just remind people of how powerful they are and how powerful their mind is and that we're energetic beings connected to God, right? And our heart is the conduit. So I, I just love, you know, your story of how you survived the plane crash and, you know, your, your connection to your mind. So I thought maybe you could just share some of these technologies that people are unaware of and they get caught in this fear because they don't know what else to do. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Beamer is a big thing for me. I treat my horses with it and, mm -hmm. and myself, it's, it's huge. And I'd like to hear more about this plate that helped you and, mm -hmm. And yeah, just let's finish it on a positive note of what we could do. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want to say, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. The Bible says it over 365 times because a lot of this is a mental battle. If you know who and what you are, you should never fear. We are always greater than anything negative out there, I promise you. So that's the most my most important mes message and that love conquers all. Great love, there are great miracles. And then, so nothing's by accident. Um, so with a Beamer pad, yeah, you know, horses get the best medicine. If I know <laughs> that something's approved for a horse, it's definitely good for us. They actually have more rigorous testing and research for horses. <laughs> I guess they value a horse more than a person. Um, <laughs> but yes, the Beamer pad is amazing because it's, we can say what it officially does. There's more than what we can say, right? Because of regulations. But what they're doing, they, they looked at how the body works. And so the small blood vessels have to contract and they pump the blood through this flow. It's Everything's about flow. So they're able to find um, a frequency that, stimulates the small blood vessels, which is 75% of your blood flow. So all of a sudden, instantly on the pad, you're getting more blood flow everywhere, which delivers more oxygen and nutrients. And we have more flow than usually things like discomfort go down. You know, other things can happen too. The body kind of wakes up. Um, and it's just getting your body do, to do what it normally should do. It's yeah. just it's amazing. You know, stimulating it. They have a short video showing how blood flow is like on a 41 year old, fairly slow and sluggish. And then after three minutes, how it speeds up and yeah. flows so much better. And yeah. you're, you're right, flow is everything. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's, it's great. Um, the Juvent plate is, it's pretty much is this, it could, it's um, simulating if you were barefoot and walked very briskly for an hour every day on the grass or beach, that's, that's the effect it has on your body. But nobody really does that for many reasons. So this gives you little micro impacts. It matches and reads your body for the first 12 seconds what you need. And then for the next 20 minutes, it gives you these little micro impacts. And it doesn't feel like much. It's not a vibratory plate. Vibratory plates are dangerous. They actually give you more inflammation. They cause more damage to your body, not improve you. So never do them. This is the opposite. It decreases all the inflammatory markers. It reverses osteoporosis by 11 or 12%. That's unbelievable. You know, most people get happy about 0.5%. This is 11, 12, just by standing on it. Many people with inflammatory arthropathy, arthropathies like um, gout or rheumatoid say they are improving on it. Um, me, I was able, I couldn't even stand. I was in, I, I was hunched over in a ball at first, I was exhausted. And I could actually stand up at least for 10 minutes after the first day of using this. So it was, and I'm like, that must be a fluke. The next day I was able to do something else. The next day I could do something else. Um, so it, it actually increases bone, uh, the bone growth. So helping the bone to heal itself. Um, it actually increases your stem cell production, your white blood cell production, red blood cell production, all of those things in the bone marrow. Um, and I think that these technologies are a stepping stone for us to understand how to heal ourselves even naturally. We just don't realize how we can do that. But this is great. I mean, people are getting off medicines and, and all that. So it's Juvent, J-U-V-E-N-T, uh, Juvent.com. Um, it's, uh, you, know, you can always talk to the owner like, or one of the, the president of the company. They'll, they're really great. 
So I highly recommend that. I If I go four days without using it, I can feel it. So it helps me not have pain in my body. It's just amazing. Um, I've also used an old uh, laser I had called the Theralase laser. They're from Toronto. And so this goes up to four inches in the body. It, and that, you know, the horses use this one too. It actually gets your nitric oxide up by 700%. It can actually get ATP uh, to be at the highest amount in the human body, which you know is a gasoline for your cells. Um, they actually have a laser, this company, that can melt a solitary tumor in eight minutes without hurting your body. They've had it for decades, but they won't let them release it. it it's What it's doing is they mapped out the frequency of every tumor, whether it's you know, your breast, your prostate, whatever. Now with every tumor, they're mapping the frequency of the infection with it because one of the reasons they don't want to let this go to the public is then they'll have to admit to the public they know what causes cancers. So one of the things is every cancer has a primary infection linked with it because it's overgrowing. But then you have to know why did, why did the infection overgrow in a body? We shouldn't let that happen. That means you have a toxin with it too. So these things are known and mapped out, but they don't want anyone to know this because you don't, they don't want them to be cured. But anyway, so let's say you had a breast tumor. They actually know the frequency. They give that person that, that same frequency, but one octave higher for eight minutes. It's like a lady that sings really high and she can break a glass, but you're not hurt by her. So the tumor explodes, the body resorbs it, and nothing bad happens to you. But again, they don't want people to know about this technology. Again, it's a very simple thing, it's, it's, it's easy. So we have lots of things we can do. But now I believe this, I, I go to a higher level. I believe in the scriptures and I've seen it with my own eyes that we have the ability once we know who and what we are that we could heal ourselves. Prayer, the hand called laying on of hands, we have the ability to do that. Um, also, scalar wave uh, therapy, I did some of that. And again, what this is based off of us, nature. In nature, we have healthy areas. These energy points are called vortexes. And so they produce scalar wave. And anything around there is healthy. We should have them all over the earth. The problem is they've been you know, swarming the earth with 5G, lower orbit satellites, they're ruining what the earth naturally produces. So we don't have enough. But if you're by one of these, you would heal, your body would start to heal. The earth helps you to heal. It's pretty amazing. But we don't. So this woman, Sandra Rose Michael, created some technology where you could, um, where it's light and frequency. And in the middle is a toroidal field that's uh, produced. Sitting in there, actually helps the body heal. It helps come back to a normal uh, frequency. So people's tumors have been shrinking and all kinds of things have happened with that. So, so that's another thing. They plan to release many of them across the US, not the US, I'm sorry, the world at the same time. So that if there's so many out there, it's harder to take it away from the public. And they mm -hmm. would like to make sure that nobody price gouges, that it's affordable for anybody. You know, even four hours can help the body heal. But again, all these things are designed after what we already have in nature. <laughs> so it, it shouldn't, I think we're just starting to learn, we're babies about how we can actually heal our body. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm a homeopath, so I understand how nature heals and the vibration and energy behind it. And yeah. it's amazing. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, and just just before you go, I think the scalar energy hitting on that and the next agenda talking to us about, you know, world climate change. They've had the technology for free energy and healing things like cancer, like you've talked about for probably a hundred years, yet it's hidden from us and it's all about control. Just maybe finish talking about that because we need to awaken to all of this. It's one agenda after another. I just want to say that one of the gifts, uh, I guess God gave me was the, I saw, I had a taste of what it was like to be a human in the future of what these psychopaths would like for us. Nobody is going to be a God in their future. They're lying to you. They, they intend for it to only to be a way to control and manipulate and to take away every freedom you could ever think of. So nobody should comply with any of it. Um, it is like a living hell on earth. I, I promise you. And this is why I speak and I'll never stop speaking until God says it's my time to leave. And every single person, if they had a taste of that, would be fighting as much as they could right now about everything against that. It is these people, not only do they not believe in God, they're satanic. Okay, so they're the, quite the opposite. They, um, you know, Satanism is about pain and fear and sacrifice and killing and death. There's nothing good, no matter what they tell you, they're lying. And that's who is pushing this agenda. And so you shouldn't comply with anything. And we need a supernatural intervention. This is a learning lesson for us that we need God. We need God with us. We um, are learning what happens when you separate yourself from our Father Creator. Um, there's no accountability, no responsibility. So we're being humbled right now by learning that lesson. We do believe if people repent and pray that God will hear their prayers and he will heal them and save their land and heal their land. I believe that with my whole heart. Um, you're not going to understand how bad this evil is unless you start really looking at it yourself with open eyes. And it's not easy. It's, it's a hard road to go down, isn't it? But you have to see it for what it is and know that just as you see the evil, there's so much more good and love and light. And it's, you have to know the bad to understand the light too. And to know that we are all here for a purpose, nothing was an accident, nothing's a coincidence, nothing, not even this meeting right now. And then you see it that way, when you look at the life through the lens of that, and you look at the lens of the potential of us and what we can do, and you look at the miracles that are always happening instead of the death counts they have for you, um, that's where you should be living. It's a whole different world. But the main thing is to open your eyes and educate yourself about what's happening and to start acting on it, to be accountable and responsible for your body, for the land, for your family, and to start standing and protecting the weaker and more fragile and doing it together. So when that fearlessness comes about, it's incredibly powerful. It, we can change things literally in a twinkling of an eye and so nothing, nothing is out of the reach for what we want. 
I know it's scary, but just remember, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. Um, we have all, we have so much good technology that's being suppressed. We don't need these people in power, not at all. Amen, beautiful. <laughs> do not fear. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really, a, really a pleasure. And there's a common thread, right? With those of speaking out is this, uh, this connection to God and something greater and just really experiencing that. So thank you so much. Yeah. And you know, part of it too, you know, our DNA, they say that 95% is junk DNA. It's not junk, right? It's actually it's mostly it comes from every ancestor we've ever had is still in our DNA. Is that not cool? Yeah. All, all of our ancestors are with us too. That's pretty amazing. Or don't you think that it shows you how connected we are? Um, and so I just say that, you know, we're a lot more than what we think we are. And, you know, some of us might have that ancestry of that warrior ancestry. Maybe that makes us come and be the ones that speak up more. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Sure. Exactly. And uh, if we believe that we are uh, created in the image of God and in the image of the source and as eternals, as Dr. Made, you said, so we think, we act, we behave and as eternals. And I even really wanted to say to remember who we were because we just didn't mm -hmm. come out of like the Darwin theory. So who no, we not were, at all. <laughs> remember that. So Dr. Made, please tell mm -hmm. them where they can find you, talk to a, a little bit about the practicing the truth in medicine and what they can find in your website. Sure, mainly on my website because I'm censored everywhere. I might have a little bit on Instagram or Facebook, but it's I'm always banned. So, and I'm banned from everywhere else. Um, so the website is the main way. Um, you can still find things on Rumble or BitChute if you Google my name or put my name in there. But there I have, um, you can subscribe to a monthly newsletter. I have free downloadable resources about how to detox, references, etc. cetera. Um, I have uh, a weekly meet Zoom meeting uh, that every, anybody can join. Um, that is $15 a month. And that helps to, to support me and um, the webpage. So that one you can ask questions to me one-on-one. -on -one. We have guest speakers every week. We go over a wide variety of topics. That's pretty cool. Uh, we pray together as well. So uh, that's uh, I love that. It actually fills me up every week. It's pretty awesome. We're like a family on there. And um, yeah, there's you can write an email, that sort of thing. Um, I'm working on a book as well. Um, I'm actually called since this plane crash to go see and be with people one-on-one. -on -one. I think that's powerful. So I've been, as I can, traveling around and speaking one-on-one -on -one with people. It's, it's, it's very powerful when we meet together. Um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, what I'm doing right now. Again, that's what we call eternal upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> everything you're doing so thank you and for all the all of you who have viewed this episode and now and in the future do take care of yourselves and god bless you all and share 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 so that we can double up and quantumly you know multiply our power to really reclaim everything that we're really have supposed to be with us yeah.
take that care. This is our world. Just remember, this is our world. So we need to take it back. Mm -hmm.